your job or Medicare or Medicaid or the VA. Nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty1290Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. To the most listened to radio program on healthcare reform. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks for taking the time to join us here on America's Healthcare Challenge, a show reporting the news and everything you need to know all about the healthcare industry and insurance we and everything like that so uh, anytime give us a call 402-342-1290 are we on okay yeah we just thought we might not have been on for for a second but we are we're going to here to talk about uh, all things related to uh, some of the insurance mergers like we've been talking about in previous weeks not to beat a dead horse but we've got Doug Helzer our industry contributor from the great state of Ohio joining us to talk about what he's seeing as he deals with mostly larger self-insured groups and what that means to them with these larger companies buying each other. We're also going to take some time to look at healthcare.gov horror stories. That's coming up right around the corner with open enrollment, and he's got some stories that he's going to share that his agency has dealt with uh, as it relates to the federal government and healthcare. Uh, insurance for the individual marketplace. Let's take a look at my top story of the week, and it's an opinion piece, but it's something that we've tried to talk about in depth on this show before. It's very complicated. I got to admit, it took me several months of just trying to understand it and understand the industry uh, for me to really uh, be able to explain to you what this impact could be. But I want to draw your attention to an article uh, written by a, a person named Patrick Paul named uh, Obamacare Provision that took your money and gave it to insurance companies. We talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago, in particular the Carolina Blues, the Carolina Blue Cross Blue Shield in the individual marketplace, which are Obamacare plans. Remember, these plans were now reformed and have to meet all these certain standards. And what happened is the goal in the Affordable Care Act was for this reinsurance fund that employers actually have to pay for. I think it's $63 per member. And 80% of uh, these claims, uh, which were supposed to cover anybody that has a claim between $45,000 and $250,000 a year, but would be somebody that maybe is on a uh, high-cost drug, somebody that might have a chronic condition, or so on and so forth. And the goal, as it was written in law, was for these funds to pay 80% of uh, the high claims in excess of forty-five dollars to $250,000. So, in other words, the government would pay this. Now, the thing has actually changed because recently CMS has agreed to pay the coinsurance rate of 110% of 100% to these insurance companies. And we've learned recently, according to a June 30th report, $7.9 billion in total to insurance companies. So no wonder their their stock prices are going up. And as they merge, they continue to explode despite, obviously, the volatility in the marketplace. So let's see. Let's take a look at how that breaks down. Number one, over 138 people who paid a total of $8.7 million into this uh, fund. Only $16.3 million were actually uh, beneficiaries, I guess you could say, uh, of these claims. Now, they, we don't know this because 
in the law we get coverage, but this was kind of what was worked out on the back end. For number three, money in this fund was supposed to, again, reimburse up to 80% of the claims, but instead the government has decided to pay 100% of these large claims for a total, again, of just short of $8 billion, dollars seven point nine. So the bottom line, according to this article, and I thought it was pretty interesting, is the government collected more money from you than they needed. They gave more money to the insurance companies than that was originally in the Affordable Care Act, and they kept $800 million of your taxpayer money for insurance companies in the future uh, by reimbursing that extra 20%. And the problem is only 91% of those who paid in didn't actually benefit from this new provision in the law. It's beneficial to some uh, that have uh, pre-existing conditions and other things. But again, remember, somebody is always paying for this law, and any law, really. You you can't just, uh, despite what the Federal Reserve likes to think and print money, I mean, you can't really do that. Somebody's paying for it somewhere along the lines. And this is just but one example of how not only did the executive branch legislate, but they also are... Uh, well, essentially going to make it more expensive uh, for taxpayers. And, uh, you know, since nobody really pays attention and Congress uh, isn't always uh, the best about passing budgets every year, people don't really know about that. So, fortunately, you can listen to shows like this. By the way, if you're just joining us, thanks again for listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. My name is Sean McGuire. You can call in any time, 402-342-1290 or 800-577-1290 with thoughts, opinions, whether you're for the law, whether you're against it, just let us know. Let's take a moment to, uh, we're going to talk a little bit of presidential politics this week. It's impossible not to. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Donald quite yet, but maybe in a little bit. But we want to take a moment to look at one of the other front runners in the race. That it would be Scott Walker, the governor of Wisconsin, made some headlines this week in that he re- re- uh, released his plan to repeal and replace Obamacare. We hear that. We hear that line many times by all of the candidates, we must repeal and replace. And so Scott Walker, one of the first people to come out with a plan, it was really um, received uh, lack, in a lackluster sense uh, in the press, just like it is any time a Republican reviews or releases a health care plan. They always like to say that, well, this thing isn't going to really solve the problem or do anything better. And for some of the reasons uh, they stated they might be right but in many ways um i'm as i'm reading through this uh system or or, or this uh report it's okay it, you know it's better than some of the other candidates but um at the end of the day they're looking to kind of essentially do the same thing just go about doing it a different way and here are his five points uh for you to take away they want to repeal obamacare in its entirety we know that that might not be able to happen, but um, anyways, we'll just move on to number two, ensure affordable, accessible health insurance for everyone. Duh, like everybody is in favor of that. Number three, make health care more efficient, effective, and accountable by empowering the states. Now, I like that point. Let's take a moment to talk about empowering the states and how allowing them to solve the problem is a good thing. I would totally be in favor of that, and there's actually sections in the ACA that allow states to opt out if they can demonstrate the ability to cover more people. I've been saying this for like five years that Nebraska should be looking at doing something like this because of our unique situation. But the problem is um, state governments just sometimes, I don't know, have the capacity to handle some of these 
uh, big issues such as health care and taking care of it. I wish that um, they did have the capacity, and I think we could probably make that happen for them if we fired some of the bureaucrats out in Washington, D.C. and hired them in states instead. But it's a, it's just a huge undertaking, especially when you've got citizen legislatures that are only around for a few months of the year. If we're going to look at doing health care at the state level, I'm all for it, trust me, but we need to have the appropriate resources in place. Still, I think he should uh, continue to make that point and allow states to uh, urge urge for their uh, own, own solutions. Massachusetts was the one that solved their own problem, and then they basically tried to copy some of the conceptual things in the ACA and apply it to the whole nation, and we're finding that that doesn't work out too well. But maybe states like ours could solve the problem better. And maybe it would be more efficient if we just made direct block grant payments to the states, and that's what Walker's arguing for. Or maybe it would be more efficient if we didn't have to send it out to Washington only to get it back, like we do with some of our taxes right now. It would be better just to go into the state level. Share your thoughts with me, 402-342-1290, if you wish. But let's see, look at the final. Let me see here. I always hate it when my website falls down. Uh, increase quality and choice through innovation. That's, again, what Walker, and then proving financial stability for families and taxpayers. That's what he's for. He's essentially uh, looking at Medicaid reform when they replace Obamacare. Medicaid was a huge component. It will be interesting to see if they come along with um, insurance going through it. But they're looking at providing tax credits to buy um, insurance. That's essentially what the ACA does. I don't know if they give it as much. They're looking to improve HSAs. They're looking to let people shop in any state. They're looking to protect Americans with pre-existing conditions. So in many ways, it really does the same thing conceptually. I guess you just have to think if uh, their administration is going to do a better job at implementing it and whether or not repealing the Affordable Care Act is actually a viable solution. So we'll take some time to uh, unpack that later this program, but coming up next... I've got um, special guest of the week, president of Simplify HR Now, Doug Helzer, joining us from Columbus, Ohio. They do a lot of work in that region, all the way from Indianapolis to Pennsylvania and Michigan. And uh, they've got a lot to report for you here on America's Healthcare Challenge. I'm Sean McGuire, and I'll be back right after this. 